Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So great to have you guys here. I want to say a quick hello to all of our campuses. Thank you for being a part of our services today. Let's also give it up for our God Behind Bars men and women who are watching. Thank you. I want to also say a special hello to all those who are watching online. I know we have an increased online attendance today because COVID has tended to spike again. So thanks for being a part of Church Unlimited, whether you're in camp, at campuses or online. Either way, you're part of this church, and we thank you for that. It's always great to have you guys with us. Let's say our mission statement together. What are we here to do as a church? We're here to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die period. That's what we're all about here at Church Unlimited. Well, we are in week two of the Beatitudes series. We're calling it Blessed are the Peacemakers. That's one of the Beatitudes, but we're covering all of them. And so we're covering uh, two more today. And one of those that we're going to cover at the end here is called Blessed um, are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, which means blessed are you if you do the right thing. So we're going to do something that's just right right now. We're going to do a little experiment. You guys want to do an experiment with me? Does that sound cool? Let's do it. Is that good? Okay. So because of an experiment, I don't know how this is going to turn out. This is unscripted, but this is what we're going to do. I'm going to invite, real quick, our ushers to come up, and they're going to put three buckets on the stage because I just ordered some drinks from Starbucks through Uber Eats, and what I'm going to do is we're going to give a tip as a church to someone. We don't know who this is. It's through Uber. I, have, I, I can't pick someone. And so we're just going to tip them beyond their wildest dreams, because I believe probably if you're driving for Uber, maybe that wasn't your first job you signed up for. Maybe things aren't going exactly like you wanted to, but you're just trying to provide for yourself or for your family. So wouldn't it be cool this Thanksgiving if we just bless someone in a crazy way right now? So we're going to collect a church-wide tip and give them a tip for bringing us. Isn't that cool? So if you got cash, pull it out. We've already had offering. We've already given to the Lord. Now we're going to give to someone who may be in need. I'm just praying. I don't know who this is. I'm just like, I just said, Lord, whoever you want to get this, please, Lord, just let that little Uber computer pop up the right person, whoever that is. And so I'm going to go ahead and put in $63 of my own money. And if you want to match me or increase that or give whatever you can, come on up. You can put it in the bucket. 100% of this is going to go to them. It's not going to us at all. And so you're welcome to come up and Fill up the bucket. And let's just do it. Let's just bless someone right now. We've already ordered it, so they're on their way. I have no idea who they are. Isn't this fun? Isn't it cool just to be able to be a blessing to someone right now? So, yeah. So those of you who are watching at one of our other campuses, you may be like, ah, I, I can't do it. Actually, all of our campuses are doing something. And so you can come up, and we'll collect money, and we'll give it to You can Uber someone to your campus. That's great. Or if you're at home and you want to do this for someone, great. Just, just bless them. You may not be able to bless them with the kind of money we're going to give someone today, but maybe instead of tipping three bucks, you're going to tip someone $25 or $50 or $100. That's great. And so let's just bless someone. And so I think it's a great opportunity just to be a blessing to somebody. So who knows who God's going to allow us to bless today, but this is going to be fun. Now, I've got to warn you, because this is unscripted, they may be late and we may miss them this service. Okay, that could happen. If it does, we're going to film it. We're going to capture it. Even if we had to get it on someone's phone, and we're going to still bless them. 100. You have a rosary. Okay, thank you. Thank you for still giving. I appreciate that. And so I want to encourage you that whatever, whatever you feel led to give, please don't bring up your car keys unless you're really committed. That's, that's quite the commitment. But anyways, but no, thank you for doing this. I think it's great. Thank you for giving. And so I love it. Someone's going to be blessed. Last service, we ended up blessing a guy who drives for Uber who is a veteran. How great is that? And uh, yeah, it was so cool. I was like, wow. When we gave him his tip, it was over $1,000. He wept because he said, I had been praying this week, God, please help me to cover some things. And the Lord answered his prayer. Isn't that cool? So yeah, so thank you, sweetie. 
So you never know what God's going to do. And so I love this, and it's really a lot of fun. And so by the way, those of you who are like, oh, I wish I had cash. I don't have cash on me. I understand that. From now on, keep a little cash on you. Here's why. Because you always have a little cash on you because what I call that is your God pocket. I'm serious. To where you always have a little cash on you because you never know when the Lord's going to prompt you just to do something for someone. Does that make sense? Just keep a little cash on you. This happens to me all the time, by the way. I'll be out in the atrium and someone will slip me some money. And uh, I know they don't, they're not giving it to me, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not hinting. You don't need to give me cash, okay? But, but I know what that is. I put that in my pocket and say, thank you. I know I put it in my back pocket, and then I'll stay in the atrium. And then when God just prompts me sometimes, and don't be coming up to me hanging out waiting for cash. And I'll be, <laughs> I'm on to you if you're doing that, all right? But I know that when that happens, that generally within the hour, I'll end up just feeling led by God just to say, hey, you know, let me just, here, I'm going to give you this. And you, it's amazing the stories in that moment that come out and people say, oh my, I mean, crying. I was just asking God, I was on my last dollar to even get to church and God told me to come and he would take care of me. Time and again, we've seen God just provide like that. And now these people are stealing it. They're just stealing it just like that. It's unbelievable. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There are ushers. They're going to go count it. It's all good. I promise you. But it's a great thing to be able to have a God pocket. So I just want to encourage you. It is Thanksgiving. Shouldn't we be thankful? And, and you, so what do you do when you're thankful? You thank God by what? By giving to those in need. So it's a great thing that we can do this. And so I'm very, very excited about, about that. So I want to share with you a message today. And this is going to all apply at the end when we bless someone too. And again, I hope it happens in service. I hope you get to be blessed to see it. If not, someone's going to be blessed either way, I promise you. 100% of that money is going to go to someone uh, that brings us coffee. And so I'm excited about that. So some of you are like, I wish I worked for Uber right now. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. God will take care of you. Today's message is called Don't Freak Out. Because sometime in the next few weeks, they're going to call an election and half the country's going to freak out. One way or the other. And so either your man's in office and it's going to be pulled from him, you're going to freak out. Or your man's not in office, and you're mad, and you feel like it's stolen. I don't know where you are in the spectrum, and I'm not making any comments on what I think either way, but someone's going to freak out. But I want to encourage you, in a year of freaking out, let's not freak out. The Bible actually says this. Our next beatitude is this. Blessed are the meek. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness actually means power under control. Stay calm. Don't freak out. When my kids were little, I'd tell them to do something. I'd say, hey, go clean your room. And they'd be, uh, I don't want to clean my room. I want to play my Nintendo. And they'd throw a fit, right? And I'd start doing a little dance. I'd say, oh, freak out. Freak out. And they would have a little freak out moment. I'd say, your freak out's not going to change the fact you got to clean your room. Here's the thing about life. Things don't go your way often. And so, for example, over the next four years, you are going to like who's in office or not. And don't worry if you're happy because next time you won't like it. Or if you're unhappy, next time you probably will like it. That's about half your life, one way or the other. So if you always are wanting to have your way politically or your way in your office or your way in your family or your way in your marriage, then you're always going to be having freak out moments. Because you just don't always get what you want when you want it the way you want it. Have you figured it out yet? It's true. Life isn't Burger King. You can't just always have it your way. And so we have to learn that blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. What does that mean? Blessed are the meek means that it means that just because things don't go your way, you don't get petulant, you don't throw a fit. You don't just, I'm just going to tell my boss what I think. Ooh, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Instead, you stay calm when things don't go your way. Blessed are the meek, 
For even though you didn't get the raise this time, you get the promotion this time, you didn't get the corner office this time, and some jerk that you know is talking bad about the boss actually got the job because they, they're a kiss butt, right? And you're thinking, are you kidding me? They got this, and I hear what they're saying, and they don't deserve it. Stay meek. Stay meek. Don't say anything. Don't worry. The Lord will take care of that. If you'll just hang in there and be faithful, God will give you your time when it comes. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the corner office over time. Blessed are the meek, shall, they shall get the opportunity over time. Blessed are the meek, because they shall finally get the girl over time. I remember in high school, the jerks always got the girl. I was like, what? It's like the meaner they are, the better looking the girl likes them. I was like, I don't understand. But I've learned, blessed are the meek, if you just, just chill, take it easy. This has certainly been proved in my life. Blessed are the meek, for I have inherited the earth. God will bless you if you wait God has someone for you. And so oftentimes the very thing you want is exactly what God doesn't want for you because he has something better. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Another way of saying blessed are the meek is found in the New Living Translation. It puts it this way. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. Or how about the message translation? I like how this says it. You're blessed when you, you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. In other words, no filters on that Instagram pic, right? That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. Isn't that good? You can't buy certain things, right? You can't buy happiness. You can't. You can't buy a good marriage. People have tried. doesn't work. can't buy health. You can't buy time. Believe me, if we could buy time, we would, wouldn't we? We can't. We only have so much time on this earth. And so it makes you appreciate the things in life that can't be bought. Now here's the New International Reader's Version. It puts it this way. Blessed are those who are free of pride. That's what being humble means, be free of pride. And so another way to put this, let me just flip the coin if I can. This will help you. Maybe you really understand this. We can say blessed are the humble. Or another way to say this is cursed are the cocky. How about anybody want to be cursed in here? I don't. Cursed are the cocky. If you're cocky and you're arrogant and all about yourself, it actually curses your life. But as you'll be humble and gentle, God will bless you. Number one, be humble and be gentle. Now there's another way to translate the word meek. It says in Matthew 5, 5 in the English Standard Version, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Here's how it puts it in the Amplified Version of the Bible. We like to look different versions because it gives you different aspects of the word. For those of you who think, why don't we just get the original? Well, the original is in Greek, so we have to have it translated. But for every one Greek word, I don't know if you knew this, this is why there's different translations. For every one Greek word, there are five English words. Did you know that? You say, why? Why would God do that? Because God is that specific in the message he's trying to give you. So he gave it in the most specific language there is. Isn't that cool? So it takes five English words to grasp the word blessed are the meek. It means humble. It means lots of things. But here's another way of putting it in the amplified. Amplified means they try to give you all the words that they can. Blessed are the meek. And here's a couple of translations. The mild, the patient, the long-suffering. For they shall inherit the earth. Long-suffering. You know, it says in the Bible, it says to know Christ is to know his suffering. And so did you think you were going to get through life following Jesus without suffering? You can't really know the heart of Christ unless you go through some things. Could it be the very thing you're trying to pray away that you want God to remove from your life could be the very thing that's causing you to become more like him? Blessed are the long-suffering. I don't know what you're going through, but I know this. God actually says in his word, he says, I'm storing up your tears in a bottle. That means he's saying, I see your pain. I'm aware that things aren't going your way. I see it, and because you're staying faithful, I'm going to reward you. 
Blessed are the long-suffering. Stay humble. Stay meek. Don't pop off. Don't give a piece of your mind. No, 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 no. Guard your tongue. Stay faithful. I see what you're doing. God says, I'll take care of you. God says, I see you changing those diapers at 2 in the morning and you're exhausted, and you're tired, and you're thinking, I didn't sign up for this, but actually you did when you had a baby. You did sign up for that, and God sees that, and you think, no one's going to reward us, and God says, oh, I'll reward it. I see how tired you are, working two jobs, trying to take care of your kids. God says, I see that. I know how you're stressed out. I know how you're trying to honor me when you're frustrated, when you've been done wrong. I know what it's like to be treated unfair. Jesus says, I get it. I was spat upon. My clothes were gambled away. I was beaten. I was hung on a cross. I get it. Blessed are you who are meek, who don't. Jesus could have, could have got so mad. He could have come off that cross. He could have caused those, those, those nails that were in his, in his hands. He could have said, fly out. They would have flung out of him on the spot. He could have said, let the bodies hit the flow. He didn't do that. <laughs> he didn't do that. He could have. He had the power to do it. He didn't do it. Instead, he stayed there. And he said, they don't understand. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. But God, you know what you're doing. So I'm going to stay here on this cross. I'm going to show strength under control. Guard your lips. Oh, but I want to just tell them. I know you want to, but blessed are the meek. Blessed are the humble. Blessed are the long-suffering. For they shall inherit the earth. They shall inherit the girl or guy of their dreams. They shall inherit the job of their dreams. They shall inherit the opportunity. They shall inherit God's blessing. They shall inherit the earth. The meekest person in the whole world of all history was Jesus, and we're still talking about him in every known language across the world to this day. He's inherited the earth. <laughs> Blessed are the meek. Number one, be humble and gentle. Number two, number one, be humble and gentle. Number two, stay calm and endure with patience. The Aramaic word for meek is makika. Say makika. Makika means to be gentle and to be flexible. You get uptight when things don't go your way? What? That's not what I said. We should do it this way. I can't believe it. No, 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 Calm down. Be flexible. It doesn't always have to go your way when you want it, how you want it. It's okay. Well, I mean, we got Thanksgiving coming up, and I've been cleaning the whole house, and then this person's going to come, and they said they're going to come, and now they're going to I can't. Ooh, relax. Everyone has different schedules, and things don't always work out. And yes, they don't totally understand where you're coming from, and you don't totally understand where they're coming from. Let's be flexible. Blessed are the meek. Just want to encourage you. It's okay to be long suffering. God has a plan in that, even though it doesn't make sense at the time. But if you'll do this, number three, God and people will want to help you because you're humble. God and people will want to help you because you're humble. Blessed are those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God will bless you if you'll just hang tight. Next week, by the way, I'm talking about a message, doing, doing two more. Uh, Beatitudes, next week's message is called Let Your Faith Flow. I know a lot of people that are spiritually ambitious. They say, God, I want you to use me in a great way. But God always says, whoa, 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 one prerequisite before I do that. So could it be that you're asking God to perform miracles through you, but God's saying, I, I can't because you haven't obeyed this beatitude. Be sure to be here next week because I want to help you learn how, from God's word how Jesus taught us how to let our faith flow. Be sure to be here next week for that. I'll be here Thanksgiving weekend. Love for you to be with me as well. If you're out of town, join us online. Either way, we'd love to have you. If you're in town, you got your in-laws and outlaws with you, bring them to church. I want to encourage you to do that. <laughs> and so be good. So the next, uh, the next beatitude is one that we're, I think, I hope we're going to get to experience in a minute when we get to bless someone. I hope that happens. But it's this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. 
You know what? We hunger and thirst for all kinds of things, but most of the time it's not righteousness. When I'm hungry, normally it's Mexican food I'm hungry for. Or pizza or sushi. How many guys can agree with me on any of those? Oh, I see that hand. Yes, Jesus, I see that hand. Praise God. I don't know what your favorite food is, but you may be hunger for it, thirst for it, right? And so it's true, we, we have certain things we like. Maybe you're hungry and your thirst is, let's take it out of the food category. Maybe it's, it's something else. You know, in my generation, a lot of people my age and older are, were, were and are hungering and thirsting for, for money. A lot of people are like, I want, I, want, I want to have a lot of money. I want the ka-ching, jing, bling, bling, right? Um, a lot of people are thirsty for that. The younger generation, a lot of them are hungry and thirsting for fame. They want to be famous, a lot of followers. This is why a 16-year-old girl will post something and only three people comment, she takes it back down because it doesn't make her look like a big shot. Guys do it too. It's kind of funny because, you know, as adults, we kind of tend to look down on that, but we're doing the same type of thing because we're all excited when someone posts something. Oh, look at that, all the followers I got. <laughs> but that won't satisfy you. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst not for fame, not for money, not for position, not for power, some people are hungering and thirst for sexual gratification. But if that's satisfied, let me just ask you something. Why is it that when you go and you look at that porn site, why didn't the first picture satisfy? Or the first video satisfy? Why, why'd you have to go another one? Another one? Because no, the first one, I thought, I thought you said that it was going to satisfy your soul, so it didn't because you're on to the next one and the next one. And it, if, if that drug of choice was going was to satisfy, why'd you have to double up the next time? And take more of the time after that. If that relationship was going to satisfy you, why did you have to, once you were done with them, move on to the next relationship and the next one? If money was going to satisfy you, why is it that the moment you got that salary, you wanted more? I thought that was going to satisfy. See, the things, the, the things of this world that promise satisfaction don't deliver. The only thing that satisfies our soul is to hunger and thirst for right living righteousness, to say, God, I want to honor you with my life because nothing else will satisfy my soul. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm preaching to myself today, by the way. And so I just got to tell you that we have to understand that doing the right thing is what satisfies us. Nothing else really will. Is someone here? Do I have a delivery? Awesome. Have them come on in. I love this. I'm excited about my delivery. I was really wanting some Starbucks. So this is great. Come on in. appreciate this. Sorry, I don't mean to embarrass you. Preachers get hungry too, so I just put an order in. Come on up. Hey, how you doing, man? Appreciate that. Come on up. Thanks, man. You're, you're being a really good sport. I appreciate that. What's your name? George. What is it? George. Yosh? George. George. I say it right? Yeah. George. Okay, thanks. Thanks. This is my order. Okay, yeah. let me, I'll make sure it's right. Okay, so let me see. We've got, yep. Bacon sandwich. Ooh, that sounds so good. And the dark roast. Come up here, George, if you don't mind. I appreciate you doing this. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but yeah. I really appreciate you doing this, George. Thank you. You know, um, it's been kind of a rough year. Uh, has your, how's your year been? Has it been rough or has it been? Yeah, uh, it's, uh, um, I, I speak a little bit English, but not too much. That's okay. You don't so have to, I, we don't have to speak the same language, man. It's so good. It's my first time here. It's okay. I'm glad you're here. You believe in God. Well, yeah. we do too, you know, and yeah. I want to tell you something, George. Uh, thanks for this. Thank I appreciate you. this. And, yeah, and um, so, you know, it's Thanksgiving and okay. we really believe in being thankful to, to God and, and making a difference in people's lives. And so, George, we just decided to do something kind of cool today. Okay. So I prayed last night and this morning. I said, God, whoever gets our order 
We believe that you've assigned them to get it so we can bless them. So I believe that God wants you to know that he knows whatever struggle you've been having. He hears you. He hears your prayers, and he wants to to help you. So we have a tip. We have a tip that we collected as a church for this drink. So you mind hand me the tip? And so... Thank you. We just wanted to give you this tip. It's, it's, um, it's $2,506. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, this, you don't have to give to this. This is all for you. No, no, you put your wallet up. This is okay. You don't have to give to this. No, 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 no. No, please put your wallet up. This is yours, and the Lord wants you to have this. It's yours. So I promise you, we're positive. God bless you. (laughs) Isn't God good? (laughs) Can I? Can I? Do you mind if I get a hug? Is that okay? I see the tears in your eyes. I want to say that God loves you, and he knew what you needed, and so he just provided for you. And so we're just glad in order to be a part of it. I know there's COVID. Can I give you a hug? I promise you I don't have it. Is that, is that okay? I'll be back. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> you guys give it up for this guy. God bless you. That's all yours. Thank you. You meet here every Sunday. We meet here every Sunday. That's right. You're welcome to come join us. Okay. Thank you. God bless you. You guys give him a hand. The Lord brought you here. Yes, he did. He did. God brought you here. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. Isn't that great? Now, let me ask you something. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be satisfied. Who's satisfied right now? I'm satisfied. Doesn't it just feel good to do the right thing? Doesn't it just feel good? You know what we just did? This is going to sound crazy, but guess what we did in church today? We just acted like Christians. Isn't that what we just did? And I want you to know, too, wherever you are, God sees what you need to. And he's collecting your tears in a bottle, and he hears you and sees you, and he loves you, and he'll take care of you. You call on your God and he will provide for you. He'll send you where he needs you to go to bless you in his timing and in his way. Can we just give God a hand right now? Thank you, Lord, that we get the hunger and thirst for your righteousness. Thank you for that, God. Thank you, Lord. Wow. What a blessing to be a part of that. What does that mean? Number four, do the right thing. Do the right thing. It's not complicated, is it? Do the right thing. Some of you are watching online. You're like, oh, I wish I could be part of that. Oh, no, it's not done. Because God's going to give you a God pocket, and he's going to put some cash in that, whether you get some cash or someone gives it to you, and then you have an opportunity to be a blessing to someone else. Because those who are thankful are givers. Thanks what? Giving. So we have an opportunity to do just that. Let's do the right thing. Now, I want to tell you something else about Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. It says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied, like our souls are satisfied right now because we got to just be a part of. But also, there's another word for righteousness in the Bible. And this one may surprise you. I'm going to take you to the mat for a second if I can because I'm trying to help you. I promise you. I'm just mean this in, in, in love. I promise you. But it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. But another translation says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice. What does that mean? It means that we should do the right thing and quit cheating ourselves. 
Here's what I mean by that. Have you ever, maybe when you're in high school or college or maybe even junior high, did you ever cheat on a test? I did a couple times. I'm not going to lie. And when I got a good grade, because the girl next to me was smarter than me, when I got a good grade and people are high-fiving me, yeah, man, good job, good job, in my mind I always knew it really wasn't mine. So you know the grade said I got it, it really wasn't mine. Cheating cheats you. Didn't your parents tell you that? Remember that? They said, don't cheat because if you're only cheating, well, who? Yourself, right? We, we know this, but yet we still fall for this. In the same way, maybe you're like me and you talk to a physical trainer too, and you're like, what should I do to get in shape? And you're like, well, you just got to eat lots of salads, eat vegetables, low on the carbs, eat some protein, make sure you work out. And I'm like, uh, you have like another way to do it? <laughs> and I'm always the guy that's like, what's that 800 number, the late night infomercial? So just order that pill, right? And I'll get in great shape. Because we want the, the cheat code, don't we? But God says when you do that, you actually, you ask any cardiologist, they're like, don't do it. You're speeding up your heart. It's dangerous. You're hurting yourself. And so we're cheating ourselves. And so we may lose weight, but it, it's actually not healthy. It's, it's very dangerous. And so the truth is, is that we keep trying to do shortcuts. But blessed are those who hunger and thirst for doing it the right way. Justice. God, God actually says that what you sow, you will reap. In other words, when you get the prize, let's get the prize because we didn't cheat it. So you say, I want to be close to God. God's like, great, show up in my house every once in a while and I'll talk to you. And you're being faithful today. Many of you are here. Many of you are online with us. But if you don't feel close to God, God's like, well, did you expect to be close to me if you never show up? You never talk to me? Or I want to have a great marriage. Awesome. What are you putting in? Oh, I mean, you know, we just come home, sit down, watch Netflix. You think you're going to have a great marriage, just turn on Netflix. So, so what you're saying is, I don't want to put in the time or the energy, but I want to have all the results. God's a God of justice. You're asking God to do something he won't do because God put it in motion for you to be blessed. He, he put causality in the world. He put cause and effect, what you sow, you reap. And so the truth is, is if you're sowing wrong, you're going to reap wrong. And then we, talk, we typically shake our fists to God. God, how could you let this happen? The Lord's like, what do you mean me? I, I, I taught you that what you do, you get the results of. So if you're not happy with your life, here's the good news. Some of you are like, oh, this is a hard sermon, man. You're kind of telling me I'm where I am because of me. Right. That is what I'm saying. But here's the good news. You can change it anytime you want. When you begin to sow new seeds, a new harvest comes up in your life. You don't feel close to God, you can change that. Just show up to church every single week for the next six weeks and pray on your own. When no one's around, just stop and just say, Lord, I recognize you're here. If you begin to do that, guess what? You'll look up about six weeks from now and go, wow, I... I feel close to God. If you feel like, now my marriage isn't where I want it to be, pour into it. And within a season or two of doing that, over time, not overnight, over time, your marriage will turn around. I feel close to my kids. Well, spend time with them. And, and, and make that time to put it in with them. You say, well, I want, I want quality time, not quantity time. It doesn't work like that. You've got to give quantity time. In the middle of quantity time, all of a sudden, your kid just opens up out of nowhere, and you're like, whoa, what just happened? Does it mean you were just there long enough that you, they finally opened up? And that quality time just happens, but you have to pour in to get what you're wanting. In other words, God's a God of justice. Don't ask the Lord to do something that he puts something in motion for you to do for yourself. We have to be willing to put in the time. It's amazing how we like to cheat, though, isn't it? There's an old joke I've said before, but about the girl who went to the, her professor she walked in, and, and uh, she closed the door behind her, and she said, Professor, I really need a good grade in this class. And he's like, 
okay, well, did, you know, did you put it in the time? She said, no, 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 you understand. I really need a good grade, and I'll do anything for it. As she adjusted the blinds down and closed them, she sat down with her little eyes batting for and She says, I'll do anything for a good grade. The professor looks both ways and says, anything? She says, anything. And he said, will you study? <laughs> Isn't it amazing how we'll do anything but the right thing sometimes? God wants us just to do the right thing. And can I tell you something that may surprise you? Maybe instead of saying, God, I'm going to do the right thing to so reward me. How about this? What if doing the right thing is the reward? Just knowing you did right feels good. I don't tithe because I want God to bless me. God does bless me for that. But I tithe because it feels good to know I'm making a difference. Just a few moments ago, didn't it feel good to make a difference in that man's life? I love it. He could hardly, we could hardly connect language-wise between the two. There was a language barrier, but you know what? There wasn't a blessing. There was a blessing that was not a barrier between us. Didn't matter the language. He got the message that God loves him. I want to encourage you. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Your hunger and thirst for power won't satisfy. Your hunger and thirst for sexual gratification won't satisfy. Your hunger and thirst for fame, it won't satisfy. You name it, it won't satisfy. But your hunger and thirst for righteousness, it satisfies you deep within. God designed us to be satisfied by right living. Do the right thing. Number five, nothing will satisfy you like right living. Look at, look at the amplified translation of the same verse. It says, blessed and fortunate and happy and spiritually prosperous are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Then it says what righteousness is. It says righteousness is this, in right standing with God, for they shall be completely satisfied. So how do we live in right standing with God? How do we live a righteous life? What does it look like? Here's what it looks like. Matthew 6, 25 and 33 says this, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Quit worrying about everything. And it says this, seek first his kingdom and his what? His righteousness. And all of these things that you do want will be added to you. Here's what God, God told Solomon this. He says, hey, Solomon, which one do you want? Wisdom or money? Now, most of us would have been secretly like, oh, I'll take the money, Lord. Solomon didn't do that. He said, you know what, God? I'll take your wisdom. I want to know you. And you know what God did? God said, because you chose me over the money, I'm going to throw in the money. Wow. He was not only the wisest man in the world, he was the wealthiest man in the world. I, I, think about that for a second. He made Jeff Bezos look broke. Wealthiest guy in the world. The truth is this, is that if you will seek the Lord, then the other things you're seeking, the Lord will cause him to seek after you. Singles, quit looking for the right person. Seek Jesus, and he'll cause the right person to seek after you. Quit looking for a power or position or money. Seek the Lord and he'll cause what you want to seek after you. He's that good. Put him first above everything. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteous living. Putting God first and you will be satisfied. Would you bow your heads with me? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Would we just take a moment? Isn't your soul a little bit satisfied for what we just got to be a part of a moment ago? Righteousness really does satisfy our soul. David said, God, examine and know my heart. Test me. See if there's any bad thing in me. Lead me on this road to everlasting life. What was David saying? David was saying, is there anything that's not righteous in my life, God? Please show me now so I can remove that barrier from your blessing. 
With your head bowed and your eyes closed, maybe today you've not been humble. You've been inflexible. You've been petulant. You've been upset because you didn't get what you want, when you want, the way you want it. Maybe today the Lord's saying, be humble, be meek. If that's you, maybe your first act of humility is to raise your hand high in your, at the campus you're at or online and just say, God, I've not been humble. I'm sorry. Just lift that hand high and say, God, I confess. I have made it about me and not about you. I humbly Confess this before you, God. Or maybe your prayer today is you say, God, honestly, I've been hungering and thirsting for everything the world has to offer. And surprise, surprise, I'm not satisfied. So Lord, instead of me searching out for that perfect experience, that perfect date, relationship, that perfect job opportunity, that the income I want, the power, the fame, instead of seeking after all that, Lord, I'm going to seek you. I want to hunger and thirst for righteousness because I want to be satisfied in you. Lift your hand high if that's you today to say, God, I want to seek you. I want to just live right and let that be the blessing of my life is knowing I lived in a way that honored Jesus. Even if no one else knows it, it's okay. You'll be satisfied in your soul knowing you are living to honor the Lord. You are living for an audience of one of Jesus. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you never received Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you can receive him right now by praying a very simple prayer right now across all of our campuses, those watching online, those watching with God behind bars, just listen carefully. You can accept Christ as your your Lord and your Savior. God sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. Jesus died and he rose again, unlike anyone else. This is the difference between Christianity and all world religions. Our founder rose again from the grave. You can receive him right now by praying a very simple prayer. Just say this out loud with me. You can say, dear Jesus, I realize I need you. I believe you died for my sin. And I believe you rose again. I invite you to come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my life. I repent of my sins. I put you in first place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't God good? His word is so true.